Hello, beloved Yoga Sesh listeners. Thank you so much for tuning in to this practice. Today's class focuses on releasing and renewing. The yin practice will restore you at every layer of your being. And during the class, you'll hear me refer to the organs of your liver and your kidneys and their respective meridian lines. One of the pieces that I love about yin yoga is that it weaves the wisdom of Chinese medicine into a yin practice. And you'll hear me talk about some of the benefits that the poses give you in terms of your organs and some insights about the organs themselves. Another thing to know is that this class was recorded live at one of the studios that I teach at in Colorado. I would love to hear more from you about what your experience with Yoga Sesh podcast is and potentially meet you in person. Go to my website, caitlinrosekenny.com, to hear about my trainings, retreats, events, and other online yoga classes. I hope you have a great practice. We're going to start laying down on the back. So go ahead and lay down and place your body in constructive rest. Constructive rest, bend your knees, put your feet about as wide as the edges of your mat, and let your knees fall together to rest on one another. Then bring your left hand onto your heart and your right hand onto your low abdomen. You can let your eyelids close and notice your breathing. As you bring your awareness onto your breath, you'll feel the natural inclination to deepen your breath. See if you can work your inhales lower into your form so that when you inhale, your belly lifts underneath your bottom hand. And then as you continue to inhale, you'll feel your chest expanding underneath your other hand. You can hold at the top of your breath, pausing for a moment full. And then as you exhale, let the breath slowly come out and you'll feel your chest deflate and soften and your abdomen relax down towards your spine. There's a small contraction of the abdomen at the bottom of your exhale. You don't need to try to make that happen. It's a natural process. And as you continue to breathe these full breath cycles, be mindful to fill the lungs in all directions. And also take extra care to empty your lungs completely. So every time you exhale, it's an opportunity to detoxify, to let go of stuck energy, whether that's your own energy that needs to be released, or it's the energy that you've taken on from other people and events that needs to be released. And you'll notice that the inhale that comes after a true exhale is nourishing and life-giving. You're bringing in a new moment, the next step. From here, you're going to change the position of your arms, and you get to choose. You can bring your arms into relaxed cactus arms on the floor outside of your mat. You can go straight out with your hands, making a T-shape, or you can even go over your head in a relaxed diamond shape. Whatever position you choose, you might notice some stretching sensation, but also know that you can stay there for a while, so it's sustainable. And then bring your feet closer together and let your knees fall over to the right as your head slowly turns off to the left. And check in with where your knees are in space. Today we're having the knees below the hip line. And when the knees are below the hip line, it stimulates or targets the organ of your liver more than some of the other organs. And this is our primary organ of detox.
As you stay in the pose, just notice how your body feels now. You're pretty much at the beginning of the shape, just a few breaths in. And your experience will shift as time goes on. So the beginning will feel different than the middle, and the middle will feel different than the end. If there is any strain in your body, whether it's low back or knees, you can modify by slipping a block, a blanket, or a bolster between your knees or under your knees. And as we continue this yin yoga practice, you can let your breath be natural, or if you found value in that conscious, deeper, fuller breath cycle. You can come to that at any point in time. Sometimes it feels natural to create a soft ujjayi breath. It's different than the breath that you create in, say, a vinyasa class. It's a little bit sweeter and quieter than that. And if that seems of value and feels organic for you, you can also bring that breath into the practice. Allow the left shoulder and chest to get heavier and heavier. And feel the gentle line of stretching from your left armpit down the front of your left hip. Maybe you can even feel that line of energy stretching across your left thigh. And when we slow down like this, we start to see and understand that the body is very connected and integrated. A small movement or a small change in one area will have an impact on more areas of the body. As you take just a few more breaths, check in, see how your sensation or your shape feels different than when you began. Nice and slow, please turn your knees and your head back through the center. You can always pause at the center for a couple of breaths, just checking in on the effects of releasing the twist. And then you'll switch sides. So letting the knees fall over to the left, roll your head to the right. Maybe you reorganize a prop or two just to make sure shoulders feel good, spine feels good. Maybe there's a block or a blanket between your knees. And learning in this yin practice to make your adjustments at the beginning, at the setup. And then after you've made those adjustments, you commit to stillness for a while. And it's that stillness that gives us the potent benefits of the practice. Whenever we move, it moves chi or prana into the parts of the body that are yang tissues, like muscle. And the yin practice is designed to target your yin tissues, your bones, your ligaments, your tendons, and your fascia. And the way that we get the chi into those tissues is through long 
holds, the tractioning of the body. So you can imagine that when you shift and move, it kind of shakes up the surface of your body and it allows the chi to move out of the yin tissues and into the yang tissues. So that's part of why we actively pursue stillness. And it creates a little mini meditation for us. Sometimes we come up against challenges of discomfort. As we work with the liver in this twist and in some of the poses to follow, we can encourage a healthy balance and flow to the energy in our body. In Chinese meridian theory, the liver is considered the general of the army, so it's a coordinator helps regulate the movement of chi. And it's also responsible for having an easygoing disposition or internal atmosphere. When the liver is overactive, it's in excess. Emotions like anger, irritation, and annoyance come to the surface. And it's interesting because those emotions are also associated with detox. So you can see how substances that give the liver a hard time or create extra work for the liver also create an environment in our inner world where we're a little bit more likely to be upset, quicker to anger. So we start to learn through these postures and through different aspects of our life, the way that we move through the world, the way that we take care of ourselves to create more balance and eventually to find an inner world that is more resourced and often more calm. You can take a deeper breath in here and that's just a nice gentle way to tell your body and your brain that you're about to change your shape. And slowly bring your knees and your head to center and choose whether you want to lengthen your legs down and rest or pull the knees to your chest and rest. Just giving yourself a moment to feel the shesha or the residue of the twist on each side. At any point in this practice, you can allow for natural signs of life and breath. So open mouth exhales or yawning. A deep intake of breath to cleanse the system. With your next breath in, reach your arms over your head. So this is a way of harnessing your energy. It's a little bit invigorating and awakening. And then bend your knees and choose one side to roll off to. You'll stay on one side for a couple of breaths. Noticing this shift, the reorientation to gravity. Your body is mostly water. So whenever you change your shape according to gravity, there's going to be kind of a sloshing and a reassembling of the energy in your body. And with your next breath in, you'll push into your top arm and start to make your way up so that you can change positions on your mat. 
You'll start by laying down on your belly and stack your forearms, rest your head on your forearms. And feel that your pelvis is getting really, really heavy. Imagine that your legs were getting longer, growing backwards. The position you're in right now is the template for the poses I'll describe as we go on. And because it's the template, it means that you still get benefit from it. And that all of these poses are very related, very similar to one another. What I'll offer is a progression of increasing intensity, and that can increase potency, but we have to be really smart about the days and the points in our lives where we are taking that potent step into something that feels more intense. So feel free to stay exactly where you are, or you can set up for Sphinx Pose, where you prop yourself up onto your elbows. Typically, having the elbows underneath the shoulders or a little bit forward of the shoulders is beneficial. You can set a block on its high end and rest your forehead on the block. If you have a bolster handy, you can also slip the bolster, whether it's under your ribcage, under your elbows, or a combination of both. It tends to create a kind of cushy feeling of support <laughs> that creates more ease in the shoulders. You can also create kind of the plain vanilla sphinx where you're not using any props, you're just up on your elbows, head neutral. And set your gaze either on the ground on one point or close your eyes altogether so that your focus goes inwards. Now the timing for this pose is gonna be two minutes here, which is wherever you are. And then there will be an option for you to increase intensity or decrease intensity. And you'll make up your mind in two minutes, in the moment. You don't need to decide what you're going to do now. For now, focus on your breath and specifically the feeling of breath in your low belly. So right below the belly button area, deep inside of you, the breath pulsing, expanding with your inhales and then drawing inwards towards your center as you exhale. You might even use a visual of a balloon in your lower belly inflating as you inhale and partially deflating as you exhale. This pose is a really great stimulator for the kidneys, and the kidneys are the organ pair for the urinary bladder. And both of these organs are very important for the regulation of your vital energy. So if you ever get to a state where you're feeling really depleted, your kidneys are probably working overtime to keep you going. And a pose like this can help your kidneys rebalance and help your energy systems come back to something that feels a little bit healthier. As we stay in the shape, if you're feeling distracted by any discomfort in your low back, you can create more support for yourself by grounding the tops of your feet into the earth. That will tone your legs. Now we're coming up on the threshold where you can decide to change your shape. You don't have to change. You could stay exactly where you are. Or you could decrease some of the intensity by stacking your arms and resting your head on your arms. You could also increase your intensity by stepping up into seal pose. So if you do that, you set your hands wider than your shoulders and your hands turn out like seal flippers and you straighten through the elbows. 
And after your arms kind of stabilize, you can feel the upper arm bones plug into their shoulder sockets. Don't worry if your shoulders are going a little towards your ears. We're not so much concerned about how pretty these yin poses look or whether they fit into the box of some alignment someone once told us. It's more about getting into a shape and being really curious about how it feels. And no matter which of these shapes you've chosen to take, you can feel the lumbar spine dropping down, that curve in your low back being reaffirmed with gravity. And it's in the curvature of your low back, the ligaments of your lumbar spine, that the kidney meridian runs. So we're stimulating the kidneys by compressing that meridian line letting the meridian marinate in chi. You have only 45 more seconds in your shape. Perhaps that gives you some sense of peace and also endurance. Take a deeper breath in. Stay here with your exhale. Allow for one more inhale. And then on that next exhale, you can ease your way out of your shape and bring your arms by your sides. Turn your head off to the right. Intentionally take a few rounds of deeper breathing. So as you inhale, fill up a lot. And then find an open mouth exhale. So when the open mouth exhale comes, there's a little bit more tangibleness to the breath. Go ahead and slowly turn your head in the other direction. On this side, we'll release the lumbar spine with a little bit of movement. Bend your knees and let your feet windshield wiper slowly right to left, and your hips will also move a little bit side to side. Re-extend your feet back to the mat. Slide your hands under your shoulders as you bring your head to neutral, and ease your hips back for a child's pose. And we will be holding this child's pose, so I'd recommend that your knees come together today. Sometimes we widen them, but knees together because it will be a nice counter pose for your spine after the sphinx and the seal. Arms can be forward or back by your sides, your choice. If you have any scar tissue in your knees, it's okay for your hips to be lifted a little bit. Some people like to put a bolster between the hips and the feet so that they feel supported but also have made space for the scar tissue. As you stay in this seed-like shape, I'm gonna describe for you where the liver meridian runs. I'd like for you to track it so you can use your own imagery, your attention, to draw the meridian line within you. And this description is a simplified description. So if you were to study acupuncture, you'd know a little bit more about these details. But this is a nice way to just create a simple map for reference. The liver meridian begins at the top of your big toes. And it runs up along your inner legs. It's positioned just above the meridian line of your kidney along the inner legs. It then enters your torso near the groins. And it travels upwards to visit your liver, which lives on the right side of your body, just below your diaphragm. And it's a pretty big organ. 
The meridian line also visits the organ pair of the liver, which is the gallbladder. And then it starts to work its way up through the lungs. Then up into the throat and into your head, where it circles around your lips and then moves up into your eyes. And the eyes are the sense organ for the liver. So a healthy, balanced liver reveals sparkling and clear eyes. A liver that has had way too much work to do, maybe because of substances or diet, might result in a dullness or a glassiness of the eyes. And oftentimes, redness of the eyes. Another feature that we tend to identify with anger. And that's the emotion of the liver when it goes out of balance. When we bring the liver into balance, the emotion is of compassion. Just take a few deep breaths. You can continue to light up the meridian line. Trace it again. If you're not sure on all the details, don't worry about it. Just light up the details that you do remember or resonate with. Take a deeper breath in and start to ease your way up out of child's pose. You can take some organic movement. So that might look like a tabletop with some cat-cow. It might mean stepping one foot to the back of your mat to open through your knees. It can also look like a kind of sloppy, saggy, upward-facing dog. Barrel rolls of the rib cage, rolling out the head and neck. And just trusting your own process here. See if you can get breath to come into all of the small little nooks and crannies of the body. And if you do want to balance out your sides, go ahead and do that. We're going to spin to the left so that we're facing the pink lotus wall. And take the legs wide into a straddle pose. Now this pose can also be done at a wall. Otherwise, you'll take your legs wide. If you can sense that this pose is one of your challenge poses and you're rounding a bit, the low back pushes out, put a blanket underneath your sit bones so that you can tilt the pelvis slightly forward. And another great trick is to slip a block under each knee, creating a little bit of slack in your hamstrings to allow for your time spent opening the inner leg line. To get head support, if you've got a bolster handy, you'll take the bolster, put it on its end. The end goes away from you. The bottom end, I should say, goes away from you. And the top end goes towards your forehead so that you've got a little kind of system that is supportive. You can bring your forehead onto the bolster and clasp your fingers. Now, if the shape is a little more open for you, you might do a bolster block combination. You might only need a bolster as you fold forward. And then sometimes people are a little bit flatter here and can reach their arms out, turn head to one side on the ground. Make a smart choice for your body on this particular day. And let go of any comparison, whether that's comparison to yourself at another point in your life or comparison to other people. The practice of yin yoga cultivates our ability to find self-acceptance and contentment.
We do plenty of goal-oriented, competitive-minded things during the rest of the aspects of our life. This is the time to build that side of us that can be in any circumstance and still see the value, still be willing to be curious. And this pose is incredibly powerful because it's a deep stretch of the inner leg line. And as you know now, the meridian lines of the liver and the kidney go in the inner leg line, and so too is the meridian line of the spleen. So we're accessing three major organs in the body when we stretch the inner legs. And because it's yin, you can relax your feet and let your legs roll in whatever direction they roll in. See if you can let go of tension in your face and neck. In Chinese medicine, the organs are more than just responsible for their physical functions. There's emotional aspects and mental aspects to working with the organs. So for the liver, we're looking at the mental qualities of having coordination of the mind. So this is your ability to create a plan or a solution and then to execute, to follow through. It's also related to your ability to evaluate situations, to read them well, and then to respond appropriately. Uh, appropriate emotions or social conduct. And it's interesting to look at these things, these aspects of the liver in relation to any form of substance abuse addiction. We see in addiction patterns a lot of irritation and anger and a lot of inability to follow through with things, even if those things are going to yield really positive results. So just acknowledging that the substances really take a toll on the liver and that it can take time and a lot of tenderness to restore the liver and therefore restore these mental capacities and emotional capacities. Take a deeper breath in and slowly lift your chest up if you were forward bent and put your props behind your legs so that they're out of the way. Then bring your hands on your inner knees and slip your fingers behind the knees. Help your legs come back together. So bring the feet in and drop your forehead down to your knees. Wrap your hands or forearms around your shins. Curl into a little personal cave here, bowing the head into the heart. You can feel the back body stretching and opening. In this quiet and private space, you can check in and be honest with yourself about the state you're in right now. How are you? If 
you ask yourself that question and then provide yourself with an honest answer not letting any judgment or disappointment come in and also allowing yourself to be complex you might have multiple answers to the question how are you From here, you'll start to lay back down. We'll take a mini Shavasana just to feel the body and the imprints of the poses you've taken thus far. Many of the poses we've taken today have had a particular emphasis on the organs whose meridians run through the lower body. Give some attention, some love to the organs that meridian lines run through in the upper body. And to do that, we'll take broken wing pose. So go ahead and bend your right knee. Set your right foot on the mat. Then push your foot into the mat. Lean a little bit to the left and flip your right hand underneath your back. For some of you, the back of your hand will come near your left shoulder blade, but that could also feel too intense. So you can then pull your hand in towards the spine and down your back. You can go as low as the low back if you want. Then you'll ease your body weight over the hand and the wrist, resting your chest more evenly. If you can sense that this is going to work for you, even if it's a little bit unusual or uncomfortable, then you can lengthen your right leg down. So you might make a small adjustment, but it's also important to start to distinguish in this practice between feelings of pain and feelings of discomfort. So pain is an indicator of misalignment and verging on injury. Discomfort is usually an indicator of something you haven't done very often. And discomfort softens and goes away as we expose ourselves to these things more often. So in a lot of ways, discomfort is a good sign in this practice. It's a sign that you have now discovered something to work with, something to breathe into. Now that your body's had some time to acclimate, if you would like to get more stimulation into the right shoulder and chest and neck, you can turn your head towards the left, so away from the broken wing arm. And this enhances the stimulation of the meridian lines that go through your shoulder girdle. The meridians of the lung, heart, large intestine, and small intestine go from the center of your being, through the shoulders in some way, down the arms in some way, into the fingers.
can also start to melt away tension patterns in the neck and shoulders through this position. changing your shape just yet, take a deeper breath in. Then turn your head to neutral. Bend your right knee. Bless, lean to the left. Pull hand out and just let your body rest. It might look like Shavasana, it might also feel a little more asymmetrical and sloppy. Just noticing the feeling that's coming through your right arm and hand, shoulder and neck. Perhaps it presents as heat or a rushing sensation. Sometimes we do temporarily impinge some nerves. That's not a big deal. The sensation comes back, maybe with a little bit of tingling. Start to set up on the other side. Bend left knee. Use your foot to lean to the right. Flip your left hand behind you, the back of your hand near your right shoulder blade, or to the middle of the spine, or to the middle, middle of the spine, or the middle low spine. Just finding a spot that you can work with. Ease your body's weight back over the hand and wrist. And perhaps you extend your left leg down to the bottom of the mat. It's really easy in the yoga practice to celebrate the sides of our body that feel open and to be critical or resentful of the sides of our body that are less open. It's important to acknowledge that the parts of your body that are more stiff are that way for a reason. They probably do a lot of work for you, have a very important function in your life. Or perhaps you sustained an injury, but that injury has a lesson, a story, a moment, or a history that's important to who you are. So whenever you find asymmetry within your being, instead of being frustrated and constantly seeking to even out and get rid of the asymmetry, can you just embrace it? Embrace the story that's there. you haven't yet and you'd like to, turn your head to the right.
take a deeper breath in. Let your head come back to neutral. And then bend your left knee so that you can roll a little to the right. Pull left hand out. And again, just finding a position of rest. Noticing sensation. Take a deeper breath in. Allow for an open mouth exhale. And we're going to move into a pose in the family of pigeon. And there are options. So you could stay on your back, bend your knees with the feet on the mat, and put your right ankle over the left knee for a reclined pigeon position. You could also come up and take half pigeon with your right knee forward and your chest and your face resting down in front of you. And then the last option I'll offer is full pigeon, which is square pose, the shins stacked. It's a seated position that you then move towards a forward fold. So it's all accessing the same anatomy in your body. It's just different ways to get at it. Trust yourself on what you're choosing. For those of you who are on your back, you might consider reaching through the keyhole of your legs and interlacing your hands around the left hamstring or shin bone to allow the left thigh to come in a little closer. Just try to encourage the right knee away a little bit. It's not a vigorous pushing away, but it's Kind of just that guide of like, okay, that's where the knee's going to go so that the sensation goes into the hip. As always, no pain or strain in your knees. And those of you who are taking half pigeon, it can be really nice to have a bolster out in front of you, like supporting your belly, your chest, and your head. And the hip opener circles us back to the meridians of the lower body, back into the liver. And this pigeon pose also invigorates the liver's organ pair, which is the gallbladder. And that meridian goes down your outer hips and the side bodies. So when we get into these pigeons, we stimulate the piriformis, and that's part of the line of energy for the gallbladder. So if our body is in need of a detox, this pose might stimulate the detox, which then might make us feel a little bit irritable. And if you notice any of those emotions within you, see if you can just turn towards it tenderly, know that it's part of the process. important mental quality for the liver and the gallbladder is the ability for you to discern. So this is discerning situations, whether it's a good situation to be in or a bad one, to stay or to go. 
your discernment around career choices and how to serve yourself, but also to be graceful, especially when moments of transition or honesty are needed. And ultimately, discernment is all about your dharma or the path in life that is for you, your soul's calling. And your discernment helps you navigate those waters of what your dharma looks like, acknowledging if it's changed or taken on a different appearance. Take a deeper breath in. And then you're going to take your process to switch sides. And because we're in different shapes, those processes are going to look different. Feel free to have a moment or two of breathing in a counter pose or taking gentle movement that makes sense between sides. Setting your body up for the left leg, whether it's a left leg on top or in front.
knowing that you have just a few more breaths is there an aspect that you can soften and let go of resistance Take a deeper breath in. Begin your process of coming out from this side. Maybe you've got a little movement or a counter pose you're absorbing. And we're already at the time where we'll set up our final resting pose. You absolutely could just do Shavasana pentacle shape with the bolster under your knees. If you're interested in a light inversion this evening, you can set two blocks on their ends, any height really, and then your hips come close to the blocks, maybe eight inches away from the whole setup. Calves swing over the top. You wanna feel that your knees are bent and relaxed, your femur bones are grounding into your hips. And then once you've set up your body, you can choose what to do with your hands, self-recharge hands, opening through the shoulders or opening through the chest with the arms wide. If there's another restoring position you'd prefer to take this evening, please feel free to set that up.
would like to rest longer, you can stay exactly as you are. If you'd like to reawaken, you can deepen your breath and start to welcome in small movements. roll from side to side. Arms overhead. And then hug your knees into your chest. Roll off to one side, rest there. Stay longer where you are or ease your way up to a seated position. Nothing fancy, just a casual, comfortable seat. Gather your hands together. And bring your thumbs up towards your third eye, a light touch between your eyebrows. May this practice bring you clarity of thought and a strong intuition. Bring your hands down in front of your heart. Use the sides of your thumbs to lift up the skin on your sternum. May this practice bring you self-acceptance and compassion for others. Bring your palms down onto the low abdomen, just below the belly button. Perhaps you can feel the warmth of your hands. Soften your belly into your hands. May this practice remind you of the wisdom that you can find in the cycles of nature and that that wisdom is reflected deep inside of you. Walk your hands forward, release into a bow. The light in me sees the light in you. Namaste.